Before we start today's episode, we're so excited that Sally Bothrod, author of Brunswick Street Blues, which we reviewed last year, has been shortlisted for a Danger Crime Writing Award at the Sydney Crime Writers Festival. So if you would like to cast your vote for her in the People's Choice Award, we've posted the link on our Twitter and in the notes for today's episode. Get that vote in and congratulations, Sally. Hello and welcome to another episode of Trash or Treasure, the podcast where Kim and Amy bring you spoiler-free recaps, reviews and recommendations for whatever we read this week. Amy, what did we read? We read Sweet and Twenty by Joan Smith. Excellent. And would you like to have a crack at the... Oh, this was a recommend, wasn't it? It was a recommend from our friend in Canada, Tara, who... Recommended us like 850 Joan Smiths because she's apparently like the Georgette Heyer of Canadian authoring. And there's definitely a very much Georgette Heyer vibe, Such a vibe. about the world because they're all like the Regency type yep. Yep. farcical romance situation. And we've done a couple of these before. So we did Escapade... Yeah, I loved. Did I love Escapade? Yeah, we I liked think I Escapade. Loved Escapade. And I loved Imprudent, L- Imprudent Lady. Lady. I always want to say. And then we did Lady. Aunt Sophie's Diamonds, which wasn't horrendous. a recommend. And no. so thank you for the recommends because clearly it helps us. Yes, it does. <laughs> right. So do you want to do. I could do the spoiler free recap or you could do the spoiler free recap. I'll try it and then I assume that you're going to start joining in. Correct. So. This, this has is... the weirdest title. Can I just start by saying that? Sweet and 20 meant nothing to me. It could have been called... Wigs and Tories? It could have been called... Yeah, it should have been called Wigs and Tories. It could have been called, like, Purple Monkey Dishwasher. Like, because... And then when I was going back, when we were like, yes, we're doing this episode, it's going to be great, we'll go and record, blah, blah, blah. I was, like, looking at my notes, and I was like, Sweet and 20, what even is that? I don't even know which book this is. And then as soon as I read through my notes, I was like, oh, it's the one about the election. But the title is terrible. The title does not remind you about... The content of the book or the situation at all. Yeah, anyway, sorry. So we're somewhere sort of in the north of England and we're... What's her name? The mum who's not very clever. Rosemary? No, like Marianne or something. Basically... That's your job. You have one job. Okay, so Sir Gerald has died. Sir Gerald has a wife who he married when she was very, very beautiful. Melanie is her name. I don't think it is. And Melanie is doesn't have many brains at all and he they produce a very beautiful daughter called Sarah or Sarah who, who also doesn't have any brains. Doesn't really have any brains and they she needs to get married. Sir Gerald's passed away so his sister Martha comes up and her mission is I am going to get Sarah married. She is a spinster and she pretty much just travels around all of her acquaintances and family members and sorts things out. So she's come to sort out Sarah because Melanie won't do it. Melanie likes sweets and not thinking very much about things. Correct. Martha has a niece, Lillian. Who lives with her. That's her she's her ward. Miss Watters and Lillian comes up north as well. So Martha starts going, like, who lives around? Who's potential yeah. eligible match? Who could I match you with? Next door lives Sir Anthony Fellows. No, he's not a sir. He's just a mister, isn't he? I believe he is. He's just, just a Anthony mister. Fellows, and he is running to be member of parliament. For, for their local member. Their local member for the non conservative party called the Whigs. And she's like, perfect. Let's he's get you guys together. He's of an appropriate age. He's also, once they meet him, not particularly bright. No. And so <laughs> Martha is like, this is perfect because you don't want 
you don't like you know you don't want a but husband who needs intelligent conversation, <laughs> but he can't get it from you. So instead, like you would make an excellent politician's wife. You could just be pretty, you know, and, pretty and and, and sweet. So they start in order to pursue the acquaintance with Anthony Fellows. They start to dabble in the local political campaign. Yes, yeah, so they kind of are because Anthony Fellows wasn't very active in the community. He feels he's so far above this rural community. Because he really he is around. at heart, he is a Tory or a Conservative, but Total his, Tory, the person yeah. who he sort of really looks up to has gotten his ear and convinced him to, to switch sides, and yeah. he's really the best option they have in the North. But it looks like it's very unlikely chance that he's ever going to be elected because he always defaults into conservatism and accidentally supporting the other team's side when he gives speeches on yes, his campaign. that's what he actually believes, and it is a Tory seat. So, so it would be quite a coup for the Whigs to be able to swing the county to vote him in. Yeah. So in order to help the campaign, they send up from London a campaign manager. What is set? Are we thinking? It's, a, it's like just after the Napoleonic Wars because one of Anthony Fellows' platforms is better care for veterans. For veterans, yeah. So it's like, eight, let's say it's 1820 or something yeah, like that. Yeah, right, right, right. Sorry. I just so, haven't covered that and that's important. Matthew comes up from London to manage the campaign and he's really savvy. He's really on the money. He's sorting things out. He's the whip. He is the parliamentary whip to whip them into shape. Yes. Then he So basically and he and the niece start to form a friendship. They, Lillian. Yeah, because she's really clever. Lillian's really switched on. And so she starts to like kind of help him out and, and he's just like the others are so vapid and say so many <laughs> stupid things that he she's kind of his port in the storm. Yeah. And they get along really well and she has quite a knack for campaigning. So that's a bit cute too. They're running against obviously the Tory candidate who is young, much younger than Mr. Fellows, and he's kind of comes from a wealthy family in town and is a much better prospect to win than the Whig guy is at all. And also... He's less of an idiot. He is kind of less stupid and less... He's less self-important as well. But also, he has, like, kind of grabbed the eye of Sarah. Sarah. So there's this kind of... So there's tension around, you know what's going on between the two of them. But um, most of the tension is who will win the election. <laughs> it is mostly about the election. And the yeah. central story is actually Matthew Hudson and Lillian. Yes, Wackers. they are the central romance. Absolutely yeah. the central romance. And as a reader, you're like, thank God, because if you had to follow, oh my God. you know, Vapid, yeah. Sarah and Alistair and Anthony for all of it, and it we didn't have someone like someone to hold on to to keep us sane in the story, it would have been a bit of a, you know, yeah. challenging read. Yeah, and so, so it goes for pretty much the length of the campaign and then book over. Well, we won't tell you who wins because that would that negate would the point spoiler. of reading the book. All right. Well, that was a collaborative spoiler-free recap. Sure Do you want to start? I can start if you like. Okay. Um, I know you like going first, but you don't really get the chance very often. I very rarely get to go first. It's so true. So I thought this was a slow start. Mm -hmm. I would agree. And it began... But it, a lot of these Hay like-esque that's my problem with Hayer. That's always quite a slow that's, start. And, and Smith is kind of the same. Like, Joan Smith books are kind of the same. They've got that similar kind of pacing to them. And I always am like, oh, are you going to be worth the effort? You have not grabbed me. Like, books really have to grab me so early. I'm such a fickle reader like that. But I stuck with it because it wasn't particularly long. Mm. So while I say it's slow no. to start, it's not like you have to wait even if you waited for a third into the book, there's it's not a particularly long novel, so it was fine. So long before I kind of fully lost interest, 
we are kind of very deep in the campaign side of things. And I then was concerned that the campaign stuff would be so boring and dull that I would kind of be like, ugh, I wanted a romance. I didn't want to like read a political drama in a small country town in North (laughs) England in the 1820s. But because it's small town politics. Yes, and, and it really is small town oh, politics. Oh, it's so good. And the the whip from the Tory side is a bit hilarious too. So there was kind of like lots of layers to what was going on. And it was there was a lot of like political kind of manoeuvring and, and tricks and stuff that they were playing. And it was just fun. Like I found the campaign setting in the end really, really enjoyable. I really liked Matthew Hudson. Mm, I really yes, liked Lillian. And Lillian again was... Thank good. Goodness, they were in the novel. Yes. Um, and Lillian was, you know, clever, but also sheltered and female, and her aunt had done nothing but talk to her about marriage, so she didn't have a very wide, you know, women weren't given that kind of wide sense of purpose. And her aunt has a very clear idea of who she's Absolutely. good enough for. Absolutely. Lillian, I found, was a really engaging character because she wasn't just a blue stocking who knew everything because the author decided that was her shtick. Like, Mm. she still had those layers of being a young girl who, you know, fancied someone and was trying to work out if he liked her back. And so there was still that element to it as well. The campaigning was super fun. I loved doing that. Really weird critique. I don't know, like, observation. It didn't ruin the book for me at all. And it might have been because I read it electronically on the Kobo. In places, it was really hard to work out who was talking. Yes, I okay. found that as well. Right, I'm so, so I wrote, glad that wasn't I just wrote me, down cause... there's lots of talking and you have to pay attention to whose turn who's it is. Talking yes. And also that like untangling, what's a wig, what's a Tory? There's so much reference of who's a wig, who's a Tory, and how I everyone was, was switching I, yeah. sides. I was really able to follow to, that, but I there were lots of times attention. where I was like, Wait, is that him saying that or her saying that? And I'd have to kind of go back and look. Because a lot um, of the dialogue isn't attributed. It's just anyone, a conversation no. between these two yes. people and you've got to, like, work out from how they're saying things yes. who it was. But they kind of – and and I found the dialogue great. I thought one of my favourite bits was the banter between the banter was and fun. Matthew. Yeah. Like, that was great banter. So I – It was very rare, a couple of places where I was like, oh, that's weird. The characters super grew on me. I really, I was quite invested. I really cared about their... Lillian and Matthew? Yes. Did you care about about anyone else? Yes, I did. I actually cared about the outcome of the election. Yeah, I kept, but I was like, oh, Anthony Fellows, I could take or leave. But Alistair, I quite, he was a fun character. But I felt like everyone's, so again, without going into, without going into like spoiler territory, I was so happy with everyone's outcome. Everyone ended up exactly where they wanted to be and should be. And I was like, great. I actually, I was really happy with it because I didn't hate anybody. There was no real villain that you were like, he needs to get his comeuppance or anything like that. So yeah, it all sort of just sorted itself out really nicely. And I would say I I would totally recommend it, first of all, absolutely recommend it. And I will definitely read it again, but it'll be one of those books that I'm like, what was Amy, what is that? What was that election book that I really liked? I feel like reading it, but I can never remember what it's called. And you're going to be like, sweet and 20. And I'm like, for the rest of our lives, every couple of years, you will have to listen to me once again be like, why is, why it, is called it called that? that? <laughs> <laughs> why is it? <laughs> yeah, I would, if Joan Smith was alive, I'd email her and ask why she, why called, she it called it sweet and 20. I Someone think it's because know. Sarah is Sarah sweet. Sarah is sweet and, and 20. is 20? Oh, she's Lillian's she a little bit older, oh, well. I think. Anyway, Just a bit more on the shelf. It was great. Totally recommend. I and I think it's hard to say, but I think I will actually treasure it. Okay. Well, that's good because we purchased it. Uh, 
Go, Amy, what did you think of Sweet and Twenty? I like you, it took me a bit to get into. My first note was, it's a weird book. Yeah. Because this, like, having a sort of Hayer-esque romance so explicitly within politics, because you could be mistaken at times for thinking you are reading a Hayer novel, and Hayer Absolutely. very much stays away from politics. Yeah. It never occupies her writing. And then the there's so much talking in this book. It is very chatty. It is a I really dialogue like, heavy book. I really enjoy dialogue though, so I feel like that's why I was, And I'm I'm yeah. I'm happy for there to be description, but it was very banter centric. Yes. And within the dialogue there was a lot of like teasing of each other. So there was a lot of like a funny tone in the dialogue. Yes. But my big takeaway was it was actually quite funny because there was all this like political satire. I loved it. It, it was, was I thought it was it. a really funny book. So yeah. while it took me a while to warm up, I then, I'd say once I got maybe about 40% in, like when they have the first sort of event. Yeah, okay. For, I think like, I was like the in... first political blackmail moment where yeah, they're like jokingly yeah. blackmailing each other. I was like, okay, I'm in. And then I just yeah. sort of went right to the end right to the end so it was very entertaining i don't think it's as i think i preferred imprudent lady or escapade imprudent lady and then escapade imprudent lady had less characters in it yes. and was a lot i think cleaner as a story i just feel like they loved, occupied different they places. did occupy very yeah. different places but like i really the, liked the Matthew. campaign side of it and the farce of the ca- like how it was farcical such a that farce. got is probably what will draw me back to this. Do you know what does that make sense? Me? Like it brings out it. It gives me a different. I'd, I would reread it for different reasons to the it has other. a very different Joan Smith yeah, that I like, like yeah. flavor to it. It reminds me of that black ever black other episode yes. the beginning with like the rotten borough yes. and you know wig pitch the even younger and yeah, all of yeah. that so it had that type of satirical flavor yep. to it which was very entertaining so yeah like you i will totally reread it again i think the title was very misleading <laughs> just really <laughs> not informative at all no gave you no information about what was going to happen and at the beginning i thought it was going to be a story about sarah me too. And I was like, oh. Uh, I was like, you're vapid. I don't want to spend a whole book But with that you. went away by about chapter two. As soon as Aunt Martha arrives, you're like, yeah. oh, okay, here we go. Lillian's clearly the main character. Yes. And that seems to happen in a couple of them where the cousin yes. is the main character yep. or the sort of weirdly distant relative. Yeah. And a lot of a lot of things that were happening in it happening in it made me laugh. Oh, I it just made, it was, it was really funny. It was weird, but it made me smile. Yeah, that's how I felt. So, too. yes, I'm glad that we purchased it. Me too. Yeah, happy with that one. All right. Mm. Well, that's a recommend from us. It is a big recommend for us and a big just thank you. Just be patient you. when you start it. Be patient. It warms yes, up. Yes, it warms up and you'll be glad you spent the time. Thank you very much for the recommend as well. Keep them coming in. We absolutely love the recommends. We've had so Woo. many this year. We and, really uh, have. And I've really enjoyed, I've thoroughly enjoyed reading them. The good, the bad, the weird. I've Yeah, so please keep them coming in. And thank you again for spending a little bit of your time with us. Tune in again next week. We will bring you more spoiler-free recaps, reviews, and recommendations for whatever we read. And until then, happy reading! And just a quick reminder here at the end of the podcast that we would love to hear from you. We want your recommendations. The good, the bad, the interesting, doesn't matter. Please reach out. Send us an email at trashortreasurepodcast at outlook.com. Or we are also available at the world's most awkward Twitter handle, which Amy has to tell you about. Listen to our Twitter handle. It's the greatest. It's 
at or underscore treasure. Doesn't that just roll off the tongue? <laughs> and with those encouraging words, tweet or email us. We love to hear from you. Happy reading. Cheers.